This is a Dare to Declare. Find out if you're brave enough on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pushback, and this is Dr. Johnny. And uh, last week, I shared a message about uh, truth, facts, and lies. And in this episode, I, I talked about the importance of identifying lies, but that truth is actually what sets you free. And, and knowing who we are and whose we are um, actually empowers us and, uh, in, into what we were created to be. And, and it's so important. And it was interesting, after, uh, right after our, I recorded my last episode, um, our family is chasing, is chasing and, 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 and is part of a new challenge in our lives. Uh, that we are having to work through. In fact, you would think that I recorded this episode after I heard the news of some things that happened in our family, uh, but actually, it was it was after I recorded it, almost almost as if the Lord was challenging me to uh, actually believe what I say. And so we are actually walking through some of these things uh, and needing to stand on the platform of truth now more than ever and not let lies enter into our thought and into our culture of our home. And uh, this week, I uh, have uh, uh, brought my wife with me, uh, and so for her to share, because she is absolutely passionate about truth, and she is the one who has really championed uh, the topic of truth in our home, and it has completely transformed the culture. And so we uh, have... Uh, so I have the privilege of having her be part of this podcast this week as we uh, get to hear her heart on the, in, the, in and on the realm of truth. Uh, we have been married almost 25 years, or just a few months away, and uh, and she's the mother of my eight children, and uh, we are doing ministry together. We are the co-founders of GoFam Ministry and and, and working uh, to to spread the, the truth about family and how important it is. Uh, we are also right in the middle of a home improvement projects. It's definitely projects. It's plural. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so uh, if you look really closely at the YouTube video, my wife's uh, hands are actually more white than anything with paint. And if you look really closely, you'll see actually paint on the top of her head as well. There is so, gray hair there as well. That's kind of intermingling with white paint. Sometimes hard but... to tell, but yeah, this is, there's definitely white paint there as well. So we are literally doing these podcasts in the middle of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's our privilege to actually share our lives with you and the things that the Lord's teaching us. Uh, but most importantly, uh, understanding the role we play in culture. And so my wife is such an important piece to me and to our home, uh, but also to the world uh, because of her journey uh, uh, in the realm of truth versus lies. And so it's, it's a great privilege to have you here, sweetheart, um, to, to share this, this message with everybody. So let me just start with an open-ended question. You are passionate about truth. My question for you is why? Why are you so passionate? Why is this, this topic of truth? so important. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't always super important to me. Um, but I, I was born into a Christian home. 
my parents have always loved and served the Lord. They have displayed radical obedience to his voice all the days of my life. And they've set such a good example for me. Um, however, there have been some things that I have believed about myself that even from childhood, I can remember some of these things that I would think about myself, that the enemy would tell me about me and I would say, yes, that's true about me. And it really um, added a weight and a heaviness to the first 37 years <laughs> of my life. And as I went from my teenage years to young wife to having children, um, the weight and the heaviness of the things that I was believing about me and my relationship with God uh, became more and more burdensome and heavy because I so wanted to do things for his kingdom. I so wanted to um, be his girl and and to to advance his kingdom. And yet I knew that th that I knew that the way things were inside of me, it was like I was stuck. Mm. I felt like there was a weight around my ankle holding me down that no matter what I did or how hard I tried, it was never good enough. That's how I felt. Wow. And I was convinced of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember one particular morning when I had three or four kids, I don't remember at this, <laughs> you know, all the years kind of mm -hmm. roll. And, um, I got everybody breakfast. Johnny was out the door to work. And when they were all eating, I went into my little yellow laundry room and I shut the doors and I curled up on the floor and just started to cry. And it was really, it was a, a cry of grief. It was a cry of, of despair. Um, and this hidden place that nobody else knew about that just felt so heavy. And there came a day, however, when... Johnny began to really seek after things of the Lord and wanting to do things for his kingdom. And my fear was that I was going to be left behind because I knew that no matter how hard I tried, it was never enough. And I was convinced of that. And Johnny, one Christmas, said, honey, I have a present for you and I just can't wait to give it to you. And he he was so eager and so excited and he gave me this envelope and it, inside of it was a trip to a conference. And um, his his message was the Lord's calling us to something and I, I won't go without you. It was very sweet, very romantic, but I was petrified <laughs> because I knew that I was stuck. I knew yeah. that I was anchored in place. And so the thought of Johnny wanting to go someplace and it was tearing me literally in two. And so he was very excited and I faked it. However, when Johnny and I went to this conference, I was met by a father. Hmm. I was met and found by a father who showed me that he loves me. <laughs> and, you know, I had grown up in the church and I didn't even realize that I saw Jesus as my protector from an angry God, that like his blood was shed, not just for my redemption and for my healing and for the forgiveness of my sins, but it really was a protective shield because God really was mad at me. That's how I viewed the father for 37 years of my Christian life. Wow. And at this 
conference, I actually found out that he's crazy about me, mm-hmm. that the father in heaven not only loves me, but like I'm his favorite. I'm his girl and he's passionate about me. And so the things that I do really well, he loves. And those things that I don't do really well, <laughs> he picks me up and kisses me on my cheek and sets me along the way. And he is okay with Amy being Amy. Hmm. And he is okay with working out the process of what it looks like for me to become um, a girl that looks just like her daddy. Hmm. And he's not afraid of my process. And suddenly I was set free to enjoy that journey of love with him. Hmm. And so why am I passionate about truth? (laughs) It's because for 37 years, I believed lies about myself. I believe lies about God and it left me crippled and I'm never going back there. Mm -hmm. And so from that moment on, I have been a girl who is passionately sought after what was true over me, what was true over my children, Mm -hmm. what was true over our home. Can you share just a, a few examples of some of the lies that you believed um, you know, we, we talk about being raised in the church and we talk about understanding, you know, that, that God is love and yet, and yet there was a disconnect that, yeah. that there was a father that really loved you. Um, what were some of the lies that you believed growing up, even as a Christian? Uh, because we talked about, you know, he's the father of lies and he's a one trick pony. It kind of, it's all he has is to try to convince us that the father's kingdom isn't real and the yeah. things that he says about you aren't real. So right. give us some examples of some of the things that you struggled with before this breakthrough. Yeah. Well, a uh, kind of silly, but not silly example, um, was growing up, I knew that it was super important to be in the word. And it was very important to me to have my quiet times and to have those morning quiet times with the Lord. And yet I was in this season where I had young children and not just a couple of them. I had like had, I had young children for decades and, and not only young children, but chronically ill and surgery surgeries and, 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 but the, the weight that I felt over my inability to always get up in the morning and have a quiet time with the Lord. Even if I did it later, I felt the guilt of mm. not being able to do it when I thought I should. And those silly things became super big hindrances to me. Um, reading through my Bible in a year was something that I felt like every good Christian did, and yet I couldn't get through Deuteronomy. <laughs> and so I assumed that I was a failure yeah. for these things that I thought every Christian did successfully. And I thought that that showed that I had a real relationship with the Lord. And and I realized that he just really likes me. Um, but some of the religious duties of the Christian walk became major burdens for me because they were attached to some serious lies about who I thought I was. And reading scripture isn't bad, but it's about relationship. Yeah. And the enemy wants to convince us that it's about religion. Yeah. And it's never about religion. It's never it's about good. religious acts. It's about relationship with him so that our desire is to be with him <laughs> and to to read scripture so that we can yeah. learn more about him. Yeah. And, and again, the enemy is so crafty that he can take something that is even good, yeah. like reading scripture, for instance, and turn it into something that's guilt-ridden and burdensome. Mm-hmm. And that's what religion does. It yeah. actually kills you. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's interesting how that can sneak in so so in such a sinister way. Yeah. Um, we talked about, you know, identifying lies are so important. And, and there is a piece in warfare where we identify the things that the and, and the ways that the enemy attacks us. But it's not identifying lies that sets you free. Yeah. It's the truth that sets you free. Yeah. And so it's knowing who you are. Um, and, and, and 
and this episode is entitled Dare to Declare. And so I want to have you talk about declarations. Yeah. And I know that's so important to you, but how did that happen? And, and why did you feel like that was ever a, a something to pursue or something that helped you? Uh, many reasons, but I, I do remember flying home from this conference and asking um, the my daddy, because that's what he wanted me to call him. <laughs> uh, I, I asked him, what are some of the things that I could do? Because I wanted to make sure that I was stewarding the breakthrough well. And, and declarations was a tool that he talked to me about um, right then and there. And if you have an opportunity, Steve and Wendy Backland have an amazing ministry, Ignited Hope Ministries, and a lot of their materials were part of what springboarded my own journey um, in the realm of declaration. But there was one particular Sunday where I came home from church and my entire family was watching the Vikings. And at our house, it's a very noisy thing. Yes. Um, but I could feel just thoughts assailing my mind. And I, and I knew that I couldn't come into agreement with them. I was not going to come into agreement with them. And so I, I got out my a piece of paper and I got all my colored pens and I sat down and every thought that came to my mind, I, I went and I wrote down the opposite of of it and I just wrote it down the truth of what heaven thought about that topic and um, you know shockingly I filled up two solid pages <laughs> I'm telling you I was having it was like this assault on my mind and I waged war with truth because I know it says in scripture in John 8 32 and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free mm. and I for one want to walk in freedom and so that day declarations my own personal declarations were born and I left that from feeling defeated and under a pile of stuff to walking victorious because I knew what heaven was saying over me. It's really the heartbeat of warfare because I, I think I shared this last week that, you know, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness and he was physically exhausted. He was hungry. He was weak and the enemy came and he tempted him and, and Jesus knew who he was and his mm -hmm. identity, but his, his battle was, and he warred from a place of truth. And he said, did this, does not the scripture say, yeah. and he, he combated the enemy because the enemy came with temptation and they were real temptations. Yeah. And, and, and then, as I mentioned last week, one of my favorite scriptures is, and then Satan left. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most powerful lines because that's what we all want. Yeah. And so what you're saying is, is that we actually take what we're feeling, and sometimes it's not even a positive feeling, but we, 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 we shroud it with truth. Yeah. We declare it with our lips yeah. or we write it down. And it actually sends a message to the enemy and then he leaves. Yeah. He doesn't get to stay in the realm of truth. He doesn't, no. he, he has no place in that realm and it's super, super important. And I have certainly seen the fruit of that in our home yeah. for sure. Even in our home this past week, and Johnny had alluded to the fact that we had some unexpected news and, um, I remember as I was going to bed the very first night after I had heard this this information and um, I laid there and I remember what the Lord was just showing me the picture of his goodness and and his good hand and Nehemiah talks about the good hand of God and I was just picturing this entire situation resting in his hand mm. and the good hand of God and he's like do you trust me with this mm. do you trust me 
And yes, he has proved himself to be trustworthy and good. And so that's what, in, in our current circumstances, I am choosing to keep all that, that concerns me right there, right in the middle of the good hand of God, because mm. he's trustworthy and good. And that's what I continue to declare when thoughts or you know, concerns or even the emotions of anxiety or stress that they want to come up. I see that, that good hand of God that holds us. And that's the truth I'm standing on. It's so important. So you mentioned during the Vikings game that that really connected with me <laughs> going back to the Vikings. Um, would you just share what you wrote at that time? Just just quickly go through those declarations sure. just to give our listeners an example. Um, and these, this is just an example. I, I, these declarations that we have and wrote down is what Amy was working through in that season. Yeah. And, and, and this is just a template for you to also use in your home, uh, maybe even some of the things you're struggling with in your home to, uh, to again, declare truth into the atmosphere. Yeah, and these are found, you can find them for free at our store at gofam.org under, there's a free category on the store tab. Um, I'm just going to read to you the family declarations, the first set. God really loves me, and I am who he says I am. I am becoming more like Christ every day. I am full of life and easily release it. My prayers are powerful and effective. When I believe and declare truth, things change. I easily hear my daddy's voice and obey his promptings always. I love to dream with God. I am never threatened by the strengths of others. Everything I touch prospers and the fruit of my lips is blessed. Wisdom is mine. Every decision is made plain before me. My days are marked by the Holy Spirit and I continually feel his presence. I see dreams and visions regularly and have no problem understanding what they mean. My daddy trusts me with his secrets. People and prophecy are drawn to me and the favor I live under is seen by all. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All who rise against me shall fall. Now these are truths. Um, but do you always feel those? No. <laughs> feelings feelings can be misleading. And, yeah. and that's why declarations are are so stinking important because because it's truth. Yeah. And, and we have to know that even though we don't feel it always or it might not even be evidence in what we see, it's it doesn't cancel the truth. Yeah. Because he is truth. And, and that's the way he feels about us. And that's what's true about us. Yeah. And it's so it's so important. Now, I know for a fact that you've had your husband and your children memorize these yes, as well. That is true. Why? 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 If these were yours. Yeah. Why do you feel like it was important for them to learn and mem- memorize them as well? Do you have them memorized exactly or do you occasionally read lips? Well, well, for interest of time, we probably need to keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have them memorized as well as my children, but I but I do. I do recognize them as as truth in my life. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> um, so one day we I was out riding on our four wheeler, and you know you can have conversations with God anywhere, and I was just out there tooling around and. Um, The Lord brought to my mind Mary Lou Retton in the 1984 Olympics. And Mary Lou Retton... (laughs) That means we're old. Yeah, it does. (laughs) And um, if you you did not watch that Olympic uh, performance live, you should go Google search it right now because it's incredible. But she uh, was an Olympic gymnast and she did... Was it the the vault? Vault, yeah. Yeah. 
And she did two perfect vaults. It was like perfect 10, perfect 10, one right out of the after the other. And it was astonishing. The whole world stopped <laughs> breathing for a moment when Mary Lou Retton took the stage. I don't know if that's what the, it's called when you're in gymnast, but the, the, <laughs> the, stage, sure, the squishy thing. Yes, the mat. The mat. <laughs> and um, so what the Lord showed me is that Mary Lou Retton, when she got up there for that Olympic performance in 1984, that was not the first time she was pull, she was vaulting. She had practiced for years and years and years and years. And all of that practice culminated in that 1984 gold medal performance on the vault. And when she was standing there that day, she was not processing in her mind yeah. how she put her feet or where she needed to put her arms or, or, you know, how she needed to tuck or when all that needed to happen. She was not cognitively processing all of that. It was muscle memory for Mary Lou Retton. She went up there and did exactly what she had done thousands of times before. And what the Lord showed me is that is exactly the place of declarations in my life and in my children's life and in my husband's <laughs> life, um, that as we be, we declare truth again and again and again, when there is a time that the enemy brings a lie, it becomes glaringly obvious because we have done mm -hmm. the truth again and again and again. And our, our bodies, our souls, and our spirits recognize truth, and they're easily able to flush the lies. And so that honey love is why we have them memorized Yes, dear. because his truth <laughs> truly does set us free. That is not just a really good Bible verse. That yeah. is, that is our key to victorious Christian living. So what would you say to somebody who says, well, this is just a mind over matter thing. This is something that you just, it's a religious act where we're just saying something over and over again. Uh, who, what would you say to somebody who feels that this is unnecessary or a silly thing to do? Um, what would you say to them? Well, it says in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this is who Jesus is. Yeah. And then a couple of verses later, it's John 16, 13, it says, um, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. You know, Jesus is the capital T truth. Mm -hmm. He is the capital T truth. And he actually went to heaven so he could send the spirit of truth to guide us into all truth. Yeah. And I feel like declarations are one of the ways that we can partner with heaven and, and begin to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ so that we can stand in the middle of the capital T truth and all that he has done for us. Wow. And so, you know... Is it something that you we do repeatedly? You know, we do. Yes, again and again, because I want my kids to have that, yeah. that mind muscle memory of what truth is. But it's not a religious act. No. It's, it's, it's part of our journey of freedom. You know, how many of us as Christians have felt burdened or bogged down by things that we really just need to say, hey, what is the truth of heaven? Because when we begin to partner with that, we are uh, we can then walk in complete freedom. And so that's my heart's desire in my home. And it's my heart's desire for you that you would begin to walk in all ways that the Lord has crafted and designed for you to walk. 
and knowing his truth and possessing it with joy is one of the keys to that. That's amazing. Thank you, sweetie. The the message I titled is Dare to Declare. And and, and that, I'm really taking this seriously. I'm actually daring you to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week, um, and if you'd like to get resources, if you go online to gofam.org, we have some, and again, these are examples. Yeah. Um, these are templates that you can use, but we have family declarations, parenting declarations um, that you can use to maybe get started and do with your family together. But I also know that the enemy has buttons that he pushes yeah. for each and every one of us. And they're all a little bit different yeah. um, because he knows where we're vulnerable and he's crafty that way. And so it's, I think it's always a good uh, exercise as well as to find those places and declare what's true about them. Yeah. Not declare what he's saying about you, but declare what's true about you yeah. and, and, and only think what the, the way the father thinks about you. Yeah. It's critical. It's transformed our home, our marriage, mm-hmm. our lives. That's why I have had that's why I have my wife on this episode with me today, because the transformation that she went through brought such transformation in each and every one of our homes. So I dare you. I dare you to try. I dare you to not only write these down, but then to speak them out. Mm-hmm. There is power in the spoken word. Yep. I can sit here for hours and tell you the, the importance in scripture about what people spoke. Yep. And so th- there is absolute power and actually <laughs> speaking it with your voice yeah. into the atmosphere. It's not a silly exercise. It yeah. actually carries power and it sends notice to the enemy. Yeah. And so this is absolutely critical. Thank you, sweetheart, for being here with me today. <laughs> and it was super fun to have you. I can um, envision you being here quite often as we work through a lot of these cultural issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, please go to gofam.org for free resources as well as our other resources that uh, can be provided for you. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Bless you. Mm -hmm. And now let's go together and set and shape the culture.